Welcome back. Welcome back, my friends, to the Out of the Cave podcast. Today, I am here with a very special guest that some of you already know and are familiar with. Um, this special guest has not only been on the pod once, potentially twice already, um, but this special guest that I have here with me is also going to be part of the Out of the Cave and Into Your Power retreat on September 30th to October 2nd, 2022. So I am super excited today because we're not just going to talk about important things that matter, but we are also here to talk about what that weekend in some ways is going to be like. So without any further ado, hello, my friend, Allison Madolo, also known as Nugget in the Out of the Cave Land. Introduce yourself, Al. How you doing, Al? Woo woo! <laughs> hello, everyone. We're Feels back. So welcomed and loved here. Thank you for that introduction. You are. How are you doing today? It's Friday. I'm excited. <laughs> we love Fridays. And as you were just sharing with me today, as we record this, this is day one of Gemini season, and this is the Gemini queen herself. So we have we have a little nugget in her element already feeling very alive today. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, so my friend, first of all, just introduce yourself, reintroduce yourself uh, in case anyone doesn't know who you are. Yes. Hello, everyone. If we haven't met before, my name is Allison. I am the founder and creator of Guided by AM, a digital self-care membership space and community. I am a restorative yoga teacher, Reiki practitioner, and a holistic health coach. And I am here to guide the collective, hold space to slow down, practice self-care, really set intention and live in alignment with more authenticity mm-hmm. in your own unique energy. That is me in a nutshell. Wow. You've really... You've really done well with that elevator pitch. Thanks. Yeah, I love that. Um, I've heard it a few different ways, but I think you're getting really, you know, you're boiling it down to what is really true. That is holding space to embody more authenticity in your unique energy. Yeah. Boom. That's that's really it. It is. Yeah. (laughs) We're done. We did it. End the session now or the recording now. Um, Uh, No, I have more things to say. Yeah, I know. I thank you for saying that. I think I, yeah, especially as someone who's such a talker and doesn't really know where periods go in sentences, um, it has been a journey to describe the work that I do. But I think, yeah, the more that I am clear and connected to myself, the more that comes out in me sharing that. So for seeing that. Of course. All right, cool. So thank you for sharing that. So there's two words that I just wrote down while you were talking, because as you know, if you've been following me on Instagram, you probably have seen Allison many times. Um, So some of you are more familiar with just kind of her presence in my life in a general sense. If you listen to our first podcast together, you're more familiar with just her presence and also influence on my life in a lot of ways. But in some ways, that's what I want to talk about, because in if I could boil it down into two words, and and I'm almost thinking like I mean we'll see where it goes as always, but almost like if the if the rest of this podcast is split 50-50 between these two words and and what that means not just in our relationship but also how that has contributed so deeply to healing on on a personal level, uh, and and also how that applies to the people that are listening to this, um, and those two words are balance and spirituality. 
And now, I mean, like, just as I say this, I get like super excited to talk about all this because both of these are what feel to be really almost like important rabbit holes to, to explore and, and discuss. And so first I want to explain what I mean by those, because both of those could be defined in a million different ways and everyone will have their own definition of what those mean. But specifically, because I'm also thinking about the retreat, right? And I'm thinking about what we collectively, you, me, Caroline, and Nicole Sachs have to offer uh, as a package ultimately. And a lot of that is about balance and a lot of that is about spirituality. So does all that make sense so far? Absolutely. Love this direction. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. So the first thing, when I say balance, and I'm thinking about some of the retreats that, uh, you know, I've done recently, the virtual retreat, the in-person retreat, when I put up the word balance on my slides, what that means very often, or the way that I'm sharing it and teaching around it is there are, and this is again, a much larger conversation, but there are different parts of us, right? There's everyone has different parts and some of us, including myself, I'll just continue to use myself as an example, um, get very, let's say, identified with one part or one or a couple parts. And what that means or the way that that has shown up for me is that um, I am I am strong, right? I, I would say that I was identified with the part of me that was really strong and powerful and could do anything and like get shit done and like white knuckle my way through life. Um, and the reason that I'm talking about it in this sense of balance is that that part is not bad. That part is not good. That part is a part of me. That's just part of, you know, the way that I learned how to survive, how to cope, how to be, how to be a human. And so I got along the way of my life and childhood, especially because of this and that and other things, uh, really identified with that part of me. And what that means is that I came to see that as my identity, right? I came to see that and perceive that as my quote personality. That was quote, who I am, right? Who I was. And along the way, of getting closer to myself, my truth, my, uh, you know, authenticity, what I've come to see, there was a period of time where I started to realize, and I know that this is true for many of us, that we start to realize that being identified as that part um, actually has some consequences and like side effects. And for me, what that meant, right, is like my, let's say weight loss as a prime example, right? I was just like white knuckling and like taking it to the extreme and working really hard and getting shit done. Um, But what that turned into ultimately in a lot of ways was an eating disorder. And it actually turned out that being so identified with that part uh, wasn't actually healthy, wasn't actually serving me. And so some of this work was about actually balancing that. And that's the first thing I want to talk about is that it's not about getting rid of that part. It's not about exiling that part. It's not about never embodying that. And I think most importantly, it's not about being afraid of that part. And that was a huge shift for me along the way of just really coming into my own authenticity that was changing the relationship I had with that part. 
and really coming to understand. And this is where you come in, Allison, in my life and the, the influence that you've had on me in this way of really learning that um, it's, it's a huge strength and it serves me in many ways. And I want to stay connected to embodying that part in a time and a place <laughs> and not all the time, right? And not taking it to the extreme. But this is what I mean when I use the word balance is that it really is about having that be appropriate in certain times and places and also feeling safe to embody other parts of me that are not always like the go-getter uh, is all this making sense so far? Nodding fully. Yes. Okay. So, so that's what I mean by balance. We'll get to spirituality after this, but, but I know that especially if you're listening to this podcast and you identify with what we've called here, the quote TMS personality type, which is really, you know, uh, perfectionistic, uh, goodist, trying to be good, right. For other people and for yourself, setting extremely high standards for yourself that you can never really achieve. Right. A lot of that is the part, right. That wants to be really good. And so, I know that this is a message that resonates so often when I teach it at something like a retreat, that is, it's not about getting rid of it and it's not about avoiding it. And it's certainly not about being afraid of it. It's about saying, this is, this is part of you. How do we welcome it in and also not over identify with it? And so um, in some ways, what I'm curious to do is just kind of like hear your thoughts on that, because I, I think, you know, the way that you and I have talked about it, Al, is like, uh, you have helped me, I'll use your words, right? Zen and zest, mm -hmm. right? That's something that I hear you say and teach and share a lot. Um, and the way that I would say, you know, I, I'm a lot of zest, right? A lot of fire, a lot of, uh, that kind of go-getter kind of energy, um, fast and loud and big, right? All of that. Um, and, and I was so, I had almost, I want to say zero relationship with Zen. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you have in so many ways, so deeply um, encouraged me and inspired me to balance out in that way. Um, and so I feel, you know, the way that we've talked about it is like, you've helped me embody the essence of Zen. And I think in a lot of ways, I've also helped you tap into the zest that lives within you. Um, and, and that in so many ways is like the beauty of this incredible relationship that is like, we're so different in our, you know, essence, but also like, so the same, and we just kind of pull it out of each other. Um, and that in a lot of ways also is one of the intentions of the retreat, right? Is to, is to really embody wholeness is to embody wholeness. And um, what does that mean? And what does that look like? And again, in your own words, in your own unique energy, because that is going to be different for everyone. So I'm going to just throw it to you because I've been talking. How does this all sound to you? And what are your thoughts while you hear all of that? No, I love the love your perspective of it and the way that you see it and receive it. I like just for for context for everyone who's listening, I feel like the strength or the gift of, of my energy is the way that I see and I see through the lens of energy. And so Lisa was doing a really good job at describing that because like I, 
I see things in a very like masculine feminine way. And that to me, like when I think of the word balanced, it's just like, I'm curious, like how much um, masculine energy am I expressing? Like, I think kind of where I really landed with everything that you just shared, you said the word that I was thinking about the whole time, like wholeness kept dropping in. Like, it's just this, it's this idea. When I think of balance, I think of wholeness. I don't think let's not use this part. Let's, let's also, let's be this part, embody this part. Let's express this energy. It's, it's healthy. Okay. And safe to express this energy. Even if we've had, um, a challenging relationship with that part of ourselves, in the past. Um, I think a huge benefit of the retreat is going to be bringing all the parts with you to the retreat and allowing them to all be seen, expressed, um, and rebalanced. And, and just, you know, I think when we start to acknowledge those parts within ourselves, um, balance also starts to unfold a little bit more easily when we are allowing ourselves to express parts of us that we once pretty much, you know, kept under the rug. So hearing you share all of that um, was making me smile because I, I definitely think too, we met at a time when I was very embodied in my, my Zen and my feminine energy. And I think quite literally my whole life, um, I was really expressing a lot of masculine energy. Um, Gemini is an air sign, but it's also a very like masculine energy to be in. I was definitely a doer, always hopping from thing to thing, lived in New York City. And so um, I definitely was overexpressed in that area, um, in that energy. And that's where I felt really, really, really imbalanced for a really long time, um, where I saw a lot of my health challenges come from, um, my perfectionist, you know, my relationship to food and, and all the parts to myself. And so when I started to lean into doing the work and, you know, getting really serious about and disciplined about a yoga practice, um, and moving along more of a spiritual life, I realized I was not connecting to these parts of myself that were more Zen, that were more in flow, more feminine, more relaxed. Um, and I think that then when I started to express those parts of myself, I like fell in love with those parts because I just had never seen them. And so self-care became this like, whole practice for me that lit me up so much because it was also coming from an expression of my energy that like never ever had recognition or acknowledgement or was seen at all yeah. up to the first 25 years of my life and so um that's when you met me when I was just you know going through all of those motions and it's I, I I love how many I've met in that time of my life because they really see me as this like you know this zen master and I laugh because I'm in New York this weekend as you know and I was back in the city and I was like buzzing all over the place and I was like there she is the zest is back and I think to kind of go back to what you were sharing um for me, it's like an expression of all parts of yourself. It's an expression of your energy and knowing um, when those parts are, are um, in their gifts, right? Like, I think I've helped you really see that no parts like you just shared were, are bad. And yeah, so yeah. it's actually all of it's a part of your unique energetic expression. And how can you actually start to see that? And then know like what parts of yourself that you want to call on 
or um, express in certain areas of your life in certain relationships and certain tasks, like whatever you have going on. I think that's the beauty in discovering your wholeness and returning to your wholeness. It's a remembrance. I feel like that's been a huge theme as well in balance is it's just a remembrance of everything is always going to be in constant ebb and flow. And all of those parts are going to shine here and there. And they all have gifts to bring you. Um, and they are, they make you uniquely you. And so I think when um, I started to see myself through that lens, a lot of things changed in my, in my life, in my health in my self-care um, because I wasn't also just fixated on being Zen 24 seven, which definitely um, was happening, you know? Yeah. Does that answer your question? Well, my question was just say words. So yeah. yeah. And, I, and I hear you completely because, well, there's a few things. There's so many things that I'm thinking while you're saying all that. One is again, just like connecting to the people who are listening to this part of the reason I always, I want to bring it back to like why all this matters and what all this actually means and like what it is. And if we're talking about the brain science of like, what is actually energetically going on is like, if you're not living in a place of balance, which is to say, if you're not living in a place of wholeness, right. And there, and you're living in a place consciously or not of just kind of like, repressing or suppressing or exiling uh, these parts of you, that is requiring energy of your system uh, for you to not be embodied in certain areas. And then we talk about the reason that, again, this all connects to everything, uh, whether it's chronic pain or your relationship with food or whatever, is because in a general sense, if we just zoom all the way out of the human experience, if we are not embodied in our wholeness, well, that is what contributes to the quote unquote overflow of the emotional reservoir is that now we're not paying, we're not embodied in our authenticity. And so that takes a toll on the human psyche, on the closed system of energy that the human mind, body, soul system is. And so that's, that's what it is. That's why it matters. It's like, it's not even just right to like live your best life and like be an evolved and like expressed human. All of that is important and great. And we want that because it feels good. But also this has everything to do with why we struggle in our relationship with food, why we struggle with chronic pain symptoms, why we struggle with things like depression and anxiety. We're not, we're not embodied in our wholeness and when we're not embodied in our wholeness, that again, the question always comes back for me, where does the energy go, right? Where, what happens if those parts of you are always kind of being shunned, right? And not allowed to be expressed because of fear, which is valid, right? It, it's not to say it's, it's not for valid reasons, but I just want to always kind of bring it back to like, how does this matter? And what are we actually talking about? And that is the, that's the energy of it. That is the biology of it. That is the physiology of it um, ultimately. And so like, that's why all of this matters is not again, just to like live a peaceful existence, but also it has everything to do with coming out of pain and coming out of struggle and coming out of discomfort um, on a chronic you know, basis uh, and in all of the different ways that that manifests. So that just feels important to also connect it back to like 
this is actually the root, right? When we talk about like the root cause, what is the root cause? Uh, it's not the food and the eating. It's, it's this, it's literally this, what we're talking about here, which is why, uh, as I've shared before on this podcast, which is why like this friendship, this specific relationship has contributed so much to healing and becoming and evolving and expressing because it allowed me um, ultimately in a lot of ways, the safety and the safe space to embody parts of myself that I was so not used to uh, even having a relationship with or feeling like they could be seen. Um, so yeah, that just, you know, also feels important. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that. Um, hugely important, wildly important. And it's everything. It is everything. You just think about how much energy it takes to hide things or suppress things. And then how much when you, I posted this the other day, it's like, we are always like wanting more time, but it's like, I think it's energy. It's like, you're looking, like you're looking for that energy back. And like, when you start to allow yourself to express yourself as a natural human in your experience, you are naturally going to start receiving more energy back because you are allowing your energy to flow. And yes. all energy wants to do is flow and to move. And I'm thinking of like chakras right now. Like when we have bound stuck energy, it's blocked in the body and that's what creates an imbalance. And that's what we're also talking about. So on an energetic level, um, when we're not allowing energy to flow the way it's um, meant to flow, it's going to block and it's going to stack and it's going to take up a lot of energy. And where does our energy go? It It's going to control that blockage. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. And it also like the other thing I was thinking about earlier was like, when you say, it's actually funny. Cause I don't know that I've ever thought about this really for us. Like, because at the time that we met, um, I had also, pretty much just started teacher training for yoga. Mm -hmm. And I remember just, it's funny because you're talking about masculine and feminine, right? And like how we could also say that it's like yin and yang, like however we want to say, right? And, and ultimately it's just, that's what it is, you know? Like, so, but I say that because when I, I remember the first day of teacher training for yoga and the question that we were all kind of going around the room answering was like, you know, what brought you here outside of just like wanting to teach yoga and like getting into the practice deeper and all of that stuff, like on a deeper level, like, what are you seeking? What are you searching for? And like, what kind of on a soul level brought you here? And, um, I remember sharing that, uh, I, I was coming from, you know, I was like, well, you know, now I'm in Southern California, but I was like, I grew up in New York. Uh, I'm, and I remember saying like, I'm, such a masculine energy person. And there was just the almost beginning of awareness around the fact that I was so over identified with that part of me. Um, and, and I, I just remember telling this room full of strangers, like I am here because I, I need to be a little bit more in my feminine just for the sake of balance and wholeness. And it was like, I don't know what that looks like. I kind of can't even believe I'm saying these words. I was like a little bit cringing in my own skin because it was so 
unfamiliar and foreign to me to like show up in a room of people and be like, I need to be softer in my expression. It was so weird. You know, it felt so weird, but I knew that it was so true. I knew that it was so true. And, and it was actually so amazing to me that almost setting that intention and just kind of naming it and calling it and calling it in um, what happened over those few weeks in that group of people where then I remember speaking at our graduation from teacher training and just literally being like, it happened, it happened. And so much of that was feeling safe in that group of people to show up in a way and my group members will especially understand what I'm saying here and resonate with this, to show up in a group of people and let go of the identification of the masculine. Not, not let go of the masculine, let go of the identification of this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is the way that I show up. And so what that meant in teacher training for me was like not being the best at everything all the time, right? Just not, just not performing just not being a shiny object who had to be good at everything all the time. And that just became in so many ways, like the beginning of, mm-hmm. of a very different lifestyle and mm-hmm. a very different life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's when we met. Yeah. That's when we met was the beginning of this for me. And then, you know, you came along and <laughs> just well, I, you like got me all excited. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to talk about like really the power of intention setting. Cause like that's <laughs> beaming through your story there. Like the power that is calling something in and really claiming something for yourself very energetically. It's potent. Can't wait to bring that to magic to the retreat. Yeah. Um, that is like such my area of like joy. And I feel like an extension to that or like that, like I came along, right? Like that was the time in your life when we met, which I know you were getting to, but I'm just like, wow. Like I didn't know that backstory, but, or that context. So, wow. Yeah. Which is also so cool because when in a larger sense, right. What you're saying is the power of setting intentions and that in itself we would consider like a very kind of feminine approach, right? Like that's the whole thing. That is when we met, especially, I would be in such a place, right? Of like setting intention. (laughs) Like, okay. The only way that I knew how to do anything or like get anything done was again, that kind of like work for it. I will believe it when I see it right? Like it needs to exist here. And if it's not tangible in front of my face, and if I'm not following the agenda to reach the goal, then it's not going to happen, right? The idea of setting an intention and letting Mm -hmm. it flow and being guided and like all of the things that are literally your your zone of genius in so many ways. Um, And like you say, your space of joy and what comes, you know, easily and naturally organically to you was another fucking language to me. It literally was like set an intention, but that's also why I'm so excited in part, like you just said for the retreat, because of the way that I see it being so balanced, you know, in its nature, because Mm -hmm. as I, like I was saying, like the last couple of retreats that I've been a part of in the back of my mind, I just see uh, you Mm -hmm. as 
in, in many ways, almost like the kickoff of the out of the cave retreat, because one of your gifts is being in that space and holding that kind of space to do something as potent as setting an intention, which for, I would imagine a lot of people, you know, is kind of like a roll your eyes kind of activity. Right. And I empathize and I empathize and it's important because I have, I have learned, I have learned that, uh, that that's the, it's, it's real. It's true. It's, it's everything. Yeah. I also empathize biggest skeptic. Yeah. (laughs) Truly. Yeah. I think what's cool is like, there becomes a point where you have so much evidence right after after doing it that you just you can still you can be skeptical for the rest of your life all you want and it's it's, you know it's like that doesn't even block it that's right (laughs) (laughs) yes and I think again like all of this to say these are just like a couple this is just a an example but what it really means is that it has allowed me and allows us to live a life that is so much more balanced and whole because it means that there is definitely a time and place for working and like getting things done and showing up when you don't feel like it and setting boundaries and being uncomfortable and dragging your ass to the thing you don't want to do. Like, Using your masculine is absolutely Mm -hmm. part of it. But what it is, is really saying it's now the balance of, I don't have to control everything. I don't have to know how it's going to happen. Like a lot of what it is, is living a life of faith and trust and belief in all of these different ways, which again, has everything to do with something like healing our relationship with food, right? Where we don't have total control over it. And and it, it's just, it, it ultimately, again, it's like taking what is a small example, like something like setting an intention, but just kind of expanding what that actually means. And that's, that's really what it, that's what it's speaking to for me is that you get to have your masculine, but you yeah. also get to just live in so much more peace. My God, you know, like that's, oh, the peace and the safety in the mind, body, soul system that you get to experience or that I've gotten to experience from opening myself up to this very different kind of life. Um, And and actually, I'm just going to keep saying things because uh, so many things are clicking in my head right now that it even goes back to when I first, see, this is very cool. It goes back to when I first kind of stumbled upon John Gabriel and the Gabriel method. So people who are familiar with my story, that actually was really the beginning of what I would call a spiritual awakening for me, because I was in this place of, you know, the only way that I knew how to do anything around food and eating was control it. It was like calories in, calories out, right? That was the mindset for a very long time. And a lot of weight came off that way. But then as I started gaining and gaining and gaining and gaining and gaining more weight, and I was doing that yo-yo thing where it's like, go on a diet, lose 10 pounds, stop the diet, gain 15. And I was gaining, I probably gained about 50 pounds that way. And I was absolutely terrified that I had no control. And then I kept finding I was eating uncontrollably. I was gaining weight uncontrollably. And part of my awareness was with the help of a therapist and the help of a nutritionist that 
that was not the solution. That was part of the problem. And so stumbling, the reason I say stumbling onto John Gabriel and following the Gabriel method was not because I followed quote unquote, the Gabriel method, the way that it was designed, but what it did do for me was it showed me, you can keep trying to control, 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 control. And that is go it, that is contributing to you gaining and gaining and gaining and gaining more weight. But if I start taking to me, you know, it was like a take the best and leave the rest kind of situation with the Gabriel method for me. That was what I took from it were things like meditation and breathing and yoga and journaling. What I took from it was actually in a lot of ways, the feminine approach to creating safety in my system, to creating peace in the mind-body system uh, first and having that be part of the experience, which then translated to meeting Nicole Sachs and having IBS and being open to what really was a spiritual approach to healing. Um, But so I, I just say that because it's like, you know, I could say like teacher training for yoga is like where it started. That's not where it started, right? It's always been evolving in this way. I didn't have the words for it. I wasn't thinking about it that way at the time, but it's just so much of my healing. And all of this is kind of leading us into a conversation about spirituality, but so much of the things that have been the most healing for me (laughs) um, required that I had to release and let go of the over-identification with that masculine and um, really opening myself up to not having all of the control, not knowing all of the answers, uh, not being an expert, not being a not being perfect ultimately. Um, And so it's just, again, I I think it's so important for anyone who's listening to this, just to keep connecting it to, it has everything to do with your relationship with food. You know what we're talking about here. So it all makes sense. Absolutely. And I'm also curious to hear from you how learning more and leaning into owning and embodying your unique energetic expression, how that has changed your relationship to yourself, your wholeness, and all of the different parts of you, especially the masculine parts of you. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say is that it's been fucking terrifying because I would hate to suggest that um, it wasn't (laughs) because, and that's, that again is part of the reason, you know, as Nicole Sachs will say all the time, it's not an epidemic of pain. It's an epidemic of fear. Mm -hmm the reason that so many of us are in pain is because we're living in fear, right? And so what it mean, What are we afraid of, right? Well, I'm afraid to embody my authentic truth. I'm afraid to show you who I am. I'm afraid to be who I am. So what we're talking about is like dropping in layers and layers and layers just deeper into who you are, which necessarily means that you probably will have to move through fear to do it. Um, it's not going to happen necessarily naturally or organically or easily. So that's just the first thing is like, what has it been like for me? Mm -hmm. Uh, The first image that I get is like, I feel like I'm throwing myself off a cliff, literally, because I think in a lot of ways um, I have. And there's the process of what, you know, some we, some of us might be familiar with that we would call like the quote unquote ego death, right? Because what that means is that you're no longer, I again, identifying as this is who I am. What you're doing is letting go of an identity and that can feel like you're literally dying sometimes. Um, So 
that's important. <laughs> um, I think. Thank but you for your truth. <laughs> but I think that that's, uh, you know, that's why it's important to, and these are all things that we'll be talking about and teaching and embodying at the retreat, but that's why it's important to um, have the brain science and education and awareness of like, that's very valid and appropriate. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, to also know the skills and tools that can help you move through that. Uh, so whether that's something like yoga or breathing or journaling or whatever kind of um, practice that can be. And then also on top of that, having the community and the support and the safe relationships. Like I think those are all of the really important components of how you can build a lifestyle where you are just coming home to yourself on a regular basis. Your lifestyle is one of authenticity um, mm -hmm. and, and remembering that as much as possible. So that's, um, that's how it all applies. Okay. I didn't really answer your question though. So that's the first thing is that it's been totally terrifying and also uh, probably also needless to say, uh, extremely liberating mm -hmm. and uh, amazing. And there is so much more Oh God, there's, there's so much more everything. There's so much more safety. There's so much more peace. There's so much more compassion for myself. And that's the really amazing thing about doing all of this work where, you know, like Dick Schwartz, who is the founder of internal family systems, which is really a therapy modality. That's what we're talking about here. And we talk about parts. That's, that's what we're talking exactly, about. Yeah. And his, you know, his book is called no bad parts. And when we talk about living a lifestyle where you have no bad parts, the amount of self-compassion that is there is so naturally accessible on a regular basis um, and again, if we're talking just energetically and physiologically, what that does to the mind body system, it, it just creates so much safety. Like that's what we're ultimately going for. Um, we're not going to, we're not going to be any safer at a certain weight, shape or size or number, or if we get enough credentials or accomplishments or approval, all of those things are not providing safety. The safety that we're looking for is internal and it's, it's what happens I think as a natural byproduct of being open to telling the truth about who you are in all of the parts. Um, and just again, living in a space where, and you have helped me so much with this, of seeing um, there are no bad parts, that every, everything is allowed, everything is accepted, everything is accepted. And when you're, again, when you're just, when you're living in a place of everything is accepted, you know, just, just like if you're listening to this, like take a minute, take a breath to imagine what it feels like when you're in acceptance of all the parts of you. And it, it's just, it's everything. That's really what we're going for. Again, back to the root. That's what we're, that's what we're doing this for. Um, yeah. Does that answer the question? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, and then like validation, like it's just, I don't know. I think like for me, like that pathway and that tool that I have loved to lean into is astrology. And like, it's so validating. It's just like, oh, of course, like, oh, this is, this is, this is me. Like, this right. is me and my energy and my expression. This is how I'm meant to be. I've been trying for years to fix, change, not be this part and express in this part. And all along, it was, 
It was exactly who I was meant to be, exactly the energy that was supposed to be there. And it's a, it's like a part of my gifts. Right. And I just feel like every time I send you something, it's just like, I always, I'm always watching you. It's so helpful for me to hear and be on the other end of receiving, like how validated you feel. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that just like, it, it's so funny because there every single time I have a conversation like this, like there are parts of me, right? There are parts of me that are still, and this is, I think what's so cool about it is like, I actually, I look forward to, to talking more about this and teaching more about this at the retreat, because I think we've talked about uh, like the inner child, right? And like, we have that concept, but I think it's actually way more effective to talk about different parts rather than just like the inner child. Because what I'm saying is like, there are parts of me that are, 10 years old. There's the part of me that's 15 years old. There's the part of me that's 20 years old. And it's a little oversimplifying to call it all the inner child, right? There's, there's all different parts. And, and so I'm saying that because (laughs) there's the part of me that is 20 years old. There's the part of me that's 15 and, and they are roll. They still, to your point about, you could be skeptical the rest of your life, right? They still roll their eyes at me every time I say something like this, which is so cute. And I love them. Um, because it's fear, right? It's fear. It's trying to protect me. It's saying, if you don't know, if you can't see it and touch it and track it and measure it, then it's not safe, right? That's why they're rolling their eyes. Not because they think I'm dumb, but because it feels unsafe to them. This was a very unfamiliar and foreign to me at the time. And so what happens is when I say things like what I'm about to say, that is shout out to astrology, <laughs> right? The 20 year old in me is like, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> your horoscope are you, really but but again it's kind of the same defense mechanism that i had when i heard john gabriel talking about meditation seriously it's the same defense mechanism that i had when i heard nicole sachs talk about journaling seriously really this is what you're telling me to do and again it's coming from that place of fear that is the only thing that feels safe for me is what i can control and understand And you're asking me to go outside of that comfort zone. And so I want to put up a wall. I put up a wall, the same wall, right. That I put up against something like astrology. And this is not to say that if you're listening to this, you have to believe in astrology or any of that shit. You definitely don't always, always, always taking the best and leaving the rest. But I say all of that because just having you nugget in my ear and in my DMS for the last, you know, year and a half, um, I'm at a point now where I have the Aries symbol tattooed on my body <laughs> because of how because she is an Aries and she is fire <laughs> because because of how helpful how helpful it has been for me to have a relationship with with this part of me that is to understand like you were just saying this is just who I am this is just who I am and And, you know, for again, anyone who's unfamiliar, like an Aries is just fire, like the right, the symbol is a ram. We are headstrong, we are leaders, we are powerful, we take the leap, we lead the charge, like, all of that has allowed me to drop so much deeper into the embodiment of being the CEO and founder of a business. speaking my truth, even though before many of these podcasts, I literally have like a total breakdown because I'm fucking terrified, but like being able to just see myself in that natural essence of really what I believe to be true. Uh, And you know, what's funny, like what just popped into my head was 
one of the last times I was home in New York and we were watching home videos. I was watching home videos of myself at like five years old with my mom. I told you this story. And, and I was so, my God, I was so sassy. I had such an attitude and, and, and I was trying to be funny. You know, I was trying to be cute. I was like, I was already the life of the party and the leader of the pack and the class clown. And I was, I was always that person. Um, and, and I remember watching this with my mom, she was like interviewing me on my first day of kindergarten or something. And I looked at her and I was like, what, like, did I always have such an attitude problem, right? Which you could even hear, like I was judging myself so much. I was just like, why am I so sassy? And my mom was like, this was, this was who you are. This was always who you were. You came out of the womb this way. Like you just, this is, this again is the natural essence of who you are. And then she even said something to me like, and it's been so great to watch you come back to that or something like that. Like, just watching over the last few years, how I have felt more safe and comfortable to say, I'm not being an asshole. You know, I'm not being mean. I'm not being cold. I'm not a monster. All the things that I'm scared of. Um, but I'm just being who I am and who I am is kind of a sassy little fiery little thing. And that's just, there's no shame in that. I don't need to hide that. I don't need to get rid of that but I do, and this is really why I like astrology a lot these days, is all it's saying is, this is stuff you should probably be mindful of, right? If that's all it's saying is you have strengths and quote unquote weaknesses that come from that. And so what that means for an Aries specifically is like, we sometimes have a tendency to come off kind of harsh, right? And it's just saying, just be mindful of that. Don't change that. Don't change the, that part of you but be mindful around how it might feel to other people in your presence, right? Just keep this stuff in your awareness. And, and it's made all the difference for me. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share about all of that. <laughs> all this makes sense. Yes, totally. And I just think like back to like you calling in the feminine energy and like being more soft is like to learn so much about you having like, that a large like cancer energy in you like it just like I see so much of that in you and how you're expressing that and you just have come such a long way in the five weeks that we've known each other <laughs> um in this last year year and a half and like I do I just see like the most balance I've seen in you like ever because you are, you so tap into both and express both and you ebb and flow your way through both. And I think you have like really, really done a beautiful, beautiful job at leaning into that side of yourself or that energy within you um, and those parts. And I know that that has not been easy, fun. It's been really scary. And I just think, yeah, I just see so much balance in you. And I think you've done such a beautiful job. It's been like such a gift to witness. Thanks, Nugget. Well, the same, I could say the same, you know, like for sure for you. I love, I, yeah. and, and that's the other, that's the other like amazing thing about all of this is like you embodying your authentic truth so deeply inspires other people to tap into that part of themselves. And like just seeing the way that it's so, um, this like 
process of you help me see it and feel safe to embody it. And then in my own embodiment of it, it also inspires you to find that in yourself. And the way that the same is true here, like watching you um, be the Zen queen in so many ways inspires it in me. And then it's just, it's, it's a mirroring that like never ends. But I also, so the, the last thing that I really want to share about this is, and then, and then, you know, we've, we're talking about spirituality. It's already happening. Um, but just to, you set the intention, see it's unfolding. (laughs) It totally happens. Um, but so we'll get to spirituality in, in the, again, kind of definition of the way that I want to talk about it before we wrap, but I just feel this so deeply in my heart and soul that I want to share it with everyone who's listening to this in the chance that it really also helps them the way that it has so deeply helped me over the last few months. And that is something that, you know, you know, this, um, this is something that Rachel Bell talked to me about. Um, and that is Rachel Bell was a business coach of mine, mentor of mine. Um, Rachel Bell is someone who I talk about embodiment, talk about wholeness, talk about authentic. Like I, my God, whether you're a business coach or not, whether you have anything to do with entrepreneurship, like just explore Rachel Bell if you get the chance. And like, just my God, what a model of everything we're talking about. Um, And so, so without getting into the novel that I could write about uh, the influence that working with someone like Rachel Bell has had on me and my development as a person, um, when I got to spend some time with her alone in person and we were talking about um, Rachel is also an Aries and, um, Rachel is someone who, um, in, in the time that I've spent with her has helped me feel so, so deeply seen, seen and safe to express the fiery part of me. Um, and so, you know, in some ways it has been about kind of balancing out with the Zen and the slowness and the feminine. And that was a huge learning curve for me. And then it also came back to balancing that out with the part of me that really is fucking fire. And, and so what I want to share with everyone who's listening to this, if it resonates and you have this kind of, you know, personality or identification, um, is what she shared with me that day that was, it's kind of like if you imagine almost any like superhero movie or superhero story where in the beginning of our life, um, we all have this power. We all have powers. And it's almost like we have these superpowers. And because as children, right, no one taught us how to use our powers. Um, sometimes things happened, like not good things. Like we were in our power and we hurt someone or we broke something or other people were scared of us. And that, I think, I think this story is true for all of us, whether we know it or not, because we could say our power is our light, is our gift, is our unique essence, is our wholeness, is our energy, is, is, is whatever we are in our authentic being. And, and what happens is we live in a world that says, uh, you really should put that power away. You know, your power just broke something. It's not safe for you to be in it. It's not safe for you to embody it. Um, your power is what just hurts someone. Um, you should really put that away. 
And then we live, you know, in, in this indoctrination and socialization process where we feel afraid to be in our power because no one ever taught us that it's not the power that was dangerous and it's not the power that was bad. It was that we just didn't know how to use it. Like we never went to school to learn the skills that we needed to hone the power and make it uh, safe to embody. And, and that distinction is so important because what that actually means, right? If you're open to something like, again, the way that astrology talks about these quote unquote personality traits is, is don't get rid of it. Don't change it. Don't, don't even try to control it. Just also be mindful of it. That is, if you're not aware, if you're not mindful, if you're not embodied and connected to it, you might have the tendency. And the way that this shows up for me is kind of like trailblazing and steamrolling and coming off kind of harsh or big or mean or scary. And so the world at large has reflected that back, right? That is your power should be put away because your power is scary because your power is dangerous because, because the end period, it would be a lot safer for all of us if you could just put your power away. And the amazing thing about this conversation with Rachel for me was that I, I truly think I think about this every single day because it allows me to say it's not the power that needs to go anywhere. Um, it's, it's really about knowing it so deeply, being so aware of it and being so connected to it that now I'm responsible in how I use it and where I use it and with whom I use it. I have, I'm aware of the lifestyle that I can live of balance um, and wholeness that is um, embodied in power. And that is why, right, it all comes down to coming out of the cave and into your power, coming out of the cave so that you're aware of who you are, so that you're aware of what you, what you are, um, the energy that you are, and out of the cave and into your power so that you're not afraid. You're just, you're not living life in a way that is afraid of yourself. So I just really want to share that because if you feel you know, it resonates that you've been kind of put in a box because of the truth of who you are. Um, it is, it is safe to come out. It is safe to come out and, and not without awareness, but with mindfulness. So anyway, thank you, Rachel Bell. And thank you for everyone who's listening to this. Um, that feels really important to share. Thank you for sharing that. Shout out Ray Ray. <laughs> I, I resonate with that because I, I feel like what the over-identified part in me my whole life has been the optimist or just you know, the positive person. And I've always been a light. I have always been such a bright light. And then I started to be scared to shine and like be really bright. And I was being told I was talking too much and being too loud and being too positive. And that wasn't balanced. So shouldn't do that. And I started to really layer on all of these, all of these things. And I put myself in a, in a, in a really, in a box. And I think definitely you have watched me in this last year come out of that box and transform a lot. And like, remember that part of me, remember that part of me is just a part and there are other parts of me, but that part is just also such a gift. So important. It's so valid. And it's just not the only thing about me. And 
um, yeah, I just, I have definitely felt that in my own experience. Yeah. I think, again, that's, what's so cool about it too, is like, I think truly it's the story of everyone and it just manifests so differently because we're different. We're different human beings, but that's, that's the beauty of it is that again, it goes back to the unique energy of, of who you are and what, Absolutely. So, and yeah, it does, like you said, it doesn't need to be your tool doesn't have to be astrology. There's so many tools for getting to know yourself, leaning into your own energy. There's human design. There's, you know, there's just other per- like it's just it's everyone's journey is unique, but I have felt so validated. And so I've never accepted or seen myself deeper or more because of having these tools. Yeah, and you nailed sense. it into out of the cave, into your power, into your energy. Yeah. The same. Yes. Yes. Okay. So like I said, we've been talking about this the whole time, but I think part of the journey of, um, again, balance and wholeness and embodiment and authenticity, which we could say are all almost synonyms, um, it it has been this journey of spirituality and a spirit, ultimately a spiritual awakening, which again, right? Like I can feel the 15 and 20 year old in me rolling their eyes of fucking spiritual awakening, seriously. Um, and, and I, again, like I love them. And it's so cool to me how for me, for me, the way that I would define spirituality is not just like uh, a lifestyle of authenticity and balance, but for me, the way that it's presented is opening myself up to the part of the human experience that I can't see or touch or track or measure or control or know, right? Like things that I I don't understand or um, uh, just anything that doesn't make sense to my left brain, my cognitive thinking self. Um, that is how spirituality has uh, been embodied for me. Again, like John Gabriel was the beginning of really just like, maybe there is something to all of this that I can't track or control. Um, Nicole Sachs's work was the same exact way for me. And it has just been an, a continuation of that. And so I just say that also because like when we first met again, it was so funny because when we met, there was a part of me. So we met, I guess, just this, for anyone who's wondering, we met through an online coaching program. So like, we didn't know each other in like real life. We met in like a container of 30 other people and just kind of one thing led to another and, and we just started talking and then, you know, now we're here. But um, so that's how we met. But when that happened, I remember being <laughs> so uh, like, there was such a deep knowing. And I said this to you, probably like one of the first times we spoke that I was like, you are coming into my life to like be a spiritual teacher. Like I literally just knew as soon as we connected, I was like, you are here to just expand the spirituality in my life. That's what you're here for. And I was still so kind of like on the outside looking in, like, I don't know what this is going to look like. And I don't know who you are and I don't know what's happening here. But I knew that that's what it was, which is why in the beginning, do you remember this? When I was, <laughs> I was like, create a bundle. 
I wanted you to create a bundle. Oh for me. my bundle? gosh, this project. That's, yeah, I literally, I, I'm this, and this was the very beginning. I had so before. much to learn about you at this. I know, right? <laughs> we didn't know anything about each other, but I literally was like, you're here to make me more spiritual. That much is clear. And I want a bundle. And what I meant by a bundle was I literally was like, I want you to put together all the things that you would recommend to a spiritual rookie. Like I'm like, it's just, I'm brand new. Right. I don't, I don't think about things like, uh, astrology. I don't do things like pull cards in the morning. I don't, uh, think about things like, uh, oils and like, uh, what, uh, crystals, like all the things, right. All the things that I would be like, absolutely not. Never. There was a part of me that was like, that's what you're here for. So I asked Allison to create a bundle for me. Literally, I was like, send me all the things that you would give to someone who is basically starting out on a journey of spirituality. And um, and she did. <laughs> and it was like a, a couple days and weeks of like, hashtag added to the bundle. And I remember I literally gave you my credit card information. And I was like, just send the shit to my door. <laughs> And that's, and that's what happened. And so the bundle included like what a couple card decks, like definitely chakra or, uh, uh, crystals, uh, like Sage, probably Palo Santo for sure. Uh, just all these things that again, it was just like, I could not believe I, Lisa Schlossberg was asking, paying <laughs> for these things to show up. And, and again, that was just, that in, that was the beginning of our relationship. And, um, and I just, again, I say all of this because spirituality can mean a lot of different things. That's what it looked like for me at the time was like calling on someone who, who looked and felt so embodied in these ways that I was not and saying, there's something that she can, you know, offer me and give to me. And I had to be open to it. And, and part of being open to it was kind of kicking, you know, bringing those parts of me that are kicking and screaming and can't believe, right. I'm, I'm asking you for this, but, um, but just giving them a lot of love in the meantime and staying open, staying open, staying open, staying open to the parts of my life that I could not see touch track or measure. Um, so that's just kind of a fun anecdote, but that's how it all began. I love that story so much. Thank you for seeing my soul so deeply, dude. It was, I, it, it I mean, that's also the other thing. I get like, all so embodied. I get all the spiritual questions all the time. And I'm like, I am here for this. Like I would not want any other questions. Right. It, and it's so clear. I think that's the thing is that it's so clear again, when you're really embodied in those parts of yourself and it, that's what it was. It was just like, this is what she's here for. This is what she does. This, it was very, it was, it was very clear. Um, but I, I think I cannot have this conversation without just shouting out uh, the way that Caroline, so Caroline Dewey, who's also going to be teaching at this retreat. Um, there's something so important that she teaches about this. And I'm sure I don't want to say too much about what she'll bring, but the way that I've heard her define spirituality has resonated so deeply with me because again, it looks different for everyone. And it could come up in any way. But the way that Caroline has talked about a spiritual practice or what spirituality is, is she says, it's when you feel the most yourself. It doesn't need to look like anything. It's just when you feel the most yourself. And this is something I was just talking about in my group too. It's like, this could be, I certainly have experienced like exercise as a spiritual practice because I feel right. That's where I get to express hard, fast, tough, 
fire. That's important for me. Um, and so that's a place where I can feel the most myself. I can also feel the most myself in something like a yoga practice, which is why it's become such a deep part of my life right now. Um, and it's just people, right? The people and the safe relationships where you feel safe to really be yourself. Connecting with nature can really access that for a lot of us. Pets and animals, right? Babies, things that just bring us back to the true essence of what we are. And so if you're listening to this and, you know, some of it resonates, but you're kind of like, I don't know what that looks like for me. Or like, I don't consider myself a spiritual person or like, I don't go to church or temple or like whatever it is, you know, it doesn't need to be any of that stuff. It's really the lifestyle change is understanding that you can access that spirituality, um, in so many different ways and everywhere and throughout your day, every day. And just finding again, what that looks like for you, me and my spiritual practice looks very different than you and your spiritual practice. And that's the beauty of it. And that's the point. Um, so it just, I knew you, we've been talking about it the whole time, but I always just like sharing that definition because it's so, um, liberating again, you know, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. It's just, that's what it is. Yeah. Mine's definition has evolved so much. Yeah. Um, I think right now spirituality for me is simply remembering love. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's really cool is it's remembering love, like in yourself, it's remembering yeah. love with other people. And then it's remembering like love from and with, you know, the universe in in a general sense in an energetic way that is it's always accessible it's love within you love around you beneath you below you above you wherever but it's just like that it's just remembering love and only love exists and um all of us have very unique because we're all unique and our energy is unique we all have different unique ways of connecting to ourselves and the love within ourselves and spirituality is it's very energetic and I think that's why it's so many that are skeptical because like you shared it's not something you can see touch feel um and it is just it's something that you can if you are open and willing to receive and allow into your life create a lot of beautiful shifts in ways that you simply cannot for yourself. Right. And I think that the intention setting practice for me was the segue into spirituality. I would show up on my yoga mat for physical movement um, and exercise and the way beginning. And, you know, you're just on your mat, you're setting intention. I'm like hearing it, not really like doing anything with that. And then I started to just be curious. Like a lot of teachers would say, walk away from your mat, take your intention with you. And that started to really resonate with me at some point, like something just started to shift. And that was where yoga was really a tool for me that led me into a spiritual awakening. Um, it, it for sure didn't start there. Like I didn't grow up spiritual, like at all. I, Um, I think, I think also people see me and assume that I've always like been this embodied in this practice and absolutely not. Um, I think when you find self-care or a practice that deeply resonates with you, 
and you stick with it, like that's what others are seeing. So it's not like, you know, you need to be the most spiritually embodied human. Um, that might not be your thing. So I think anyone who's listening who, yeah, is, is not really sure, um, about that connection or relationship to that within themselves, that is more than okay. Um, and more than valid. And my always suggestion to everybody is their guidance is just, just be willing. If you're willing, that's all you need. If you are willing and you're skeptical, that's perfect. You're exactly right. I was just thinking as you're saying all this, like, this is why uh, Nicole Sachs says a lot of the time, it's just about in the beginning, if, if, if you are listening to what we're saying or have to offer and you're in a place where, right. It's like, there were so many parts of me that did not believe that if I did something like meditate, it would have a connection to my relationship with food and would have something to do with the uncontrollable eating and weight gain. Mm -hmm. There was so much disbelief. Mm -hmm. And the same is true when I stumbled upon Nicole and it was like, you can journal your way out of chronic pain symptoms. There was so much disbelief, but that's why what she and many of us will say in the beginning is just suspend your disbelief. Mm -hmm. And what that really means is like, just, just show up. Like, just show up, just do the thing. Like, just just show up. And it doesn't mean that you, and I'm always, like I said this at our last retreat, I was like the person who raises their hand on day one and is like, yeah, um, could you say a little bit more about what to do if you don't believe this for shit? Like, if you just have like, no, there's no bone in your body that is on board with this. And those are my people because I'm always just like, I see you so deeply, been there so much. It is literally about- is, is about saying, that's cool. You actually don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it at all. You just want to start um, embodying it, like just kind of the fake it till you make it, embody it until you habituate to it. However version, you know, whatever that is, is just, just do the thing. I'm just, this is why over and over and over again, people will hear me say, especially at the end of my speeches, is that this, this is about staying open. Yeah. It's, 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 an ener- it's an energy it's energy you are you're showing up and you're sending energy and you're giving energy and you're showing up in energy and you the universe responds when you do that whether or not you you believe it or right, not right right <laughs> um, is the, honestly the really cool part like I can be like you know what's really funny now I think at one point I used to be like oh if I'm not you know you know in in my in in my most aligned self like I'm not going to be able right. to like ask for things or receive and whatever that story was. And it's just like, I like love having a really like grumpy day where I'm just like in it. Right. And then like magical things still happen. And I'm like nodding and I'm like, wow, it really is all about just being where I am and like taking care of me where I am or like for, for people who don't resonate with it, it's just like practicing love. How can you practice love? Like what is, it's just practicing love. And when the universe sees that you're doing that, um, it responds because you're then communicating, you're, you're vibrating at a frequency at which it's like that knows, it knows how to respond to. And so I don't need to go down the woo woo with like all of that, but like in the language of it all, it's like lose anybody, but it's, it really, it's like the power of your energy and being where you are and being embodied in your wholeness and your authentic expression and your truth. And like, it does not have to be like good or bad. Like we can let go of what that needs to mean in order to receive anything. It is 
you are enough, you are lovable, you are worthy just as you are in all parts and all expressions. And you are just as worthy of receiving um, something today than tomorrow, like no matter what your experience looks like today versus tomorrow. Um, and I feel like that's a really helpful reminder for a lot of people to hear as well, because I think we need, we tell ourselves that we need to be in a certain place in order to get a certain thing. And I have just seen that. I think that all the time. I still think that all the time. Um, I just don't believe that anymore. I've just seen it happen and unfold in so many ways in my own life that. Right. Yes. And it has, I mean, everything, everything is everything. Everything that you're saying is everything because I think for a lot of us, the way that this shows up is, um, you know, I have to be a certain number or a weight or a shape or a size mm-hmm. before I can feel at peace, before I can feel safe, before I can, whatever, whatever that I'll be happy when I'll feel okay when trap is, that's what a lot of it is. The same is true around, I will not feel peace until my chronic pain symptoms are gone, until I feel better, until this, until that. And yeah. and that's really why it goes back to what you were saying earlier. That is like when we create the space ultimately to just like be where we are as we are coming all the way back to embodying wholeness and our unique energy. It really gives us what we are seeking, what we're looking for. That is, it's not out there. It's not after something. It's not a certain number or weight or shape or size or anything. It's when we actually just be where we are as we are in acceptance of all the parts Mm -hmm that's when we are, we actually arrive at that peace and safety that we're going for, which is again, why it has everything to do with our relationship with ourselves, which is the relationship we have with our food and body and everything. Absolutely. And for anyone who this resonates with, I think for me, when it comes down to like, when I'm in those moments of, I really can't access the love for myself that I know is there, Mm -hmm. I lean on and know at this point in my practice, like there is, there's other energy around me, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, that always unconditionally loves me. And I always don't need to be in loving, like in, in the energy of loving myself in order to have access to that feeling of love and support and safety. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it's really important because I think, and this- Like, I just wanted to call that out because it's not like, you know, you're just always, you're, you, you have a spiritual practice and then you're just feeling this feeling all the time. It's like, that's what it's there for is like, so when you really don't have access to that in those moments, leaning on it, knowing and trusting. And I think that's why the reason it's so important here is because, you know, like, for example, if we look at like all- the 12 step model of healing around like a compulsive relationship with something like drugs and alcohol. It's like, it is, it's, it's built into the program that, you know, give it to God. And, and like so much of, you know, the work around healing our relationship with substances and behaviors that aren't serving us um, is, is being open to spirituality. And even if you're not open to it, doing it anyway, like that's what it is. But so when, 
it, it does make a lot of sense. And it actually is again, everything to do with this, because if we're trying to heal our relationship with food and eating in our body, but we're not open to a spiritual practice, or we're not open to a spiritual life, we're just not open, right? If we're staying so over identified with, I need to see it. I need to understand it in order to accept it and let it in. That mm-hmm. is the block to healing. Yes. And so it yes. has everything to do with all of it. That is you don't have to necessarily feel the love for yourself at, you know, the weight that you're at or the body that you're in or the eating habits that you have right now, whatever it is. It's about understanding that you actually don't need to be the source of that, especially in the beginning. It's about saying like, it's there. Are you open to receiving it? And again, that could be in a 12-step program around a higher power around drugs and alcohol, or it could literally be, are you open to embodying a spiritual life of staying open to the things that don't make sense that you can't track um, when it comes to healing your relationship with food and eating? It is exactly that. So thank you for sharing that. And I want to kind of just like really weave it all in. Like if we're, if we're talking about balance and wholeness and all parts we, we are all a soul. Like we all have a soul. Your soul and your spirit is a part of you. And truthfully, that part of you is the most you. And Mm -hmm. of course, we're so scared to go there. Of course, there is so much fear. Of course, that is just so vulnerable that you just want to put all the doors, all the walls up to get there, to access and even get to know that part. It makes a lot of sense. But just in this conversation, even if you're skeptical, just knowing and hearing that it is a part of who you are, yeah. Sometimes it's just the awareness alone that can get you. Right. It's so true. Yep. And that's, I know I posted this at one point and it resonated really deeply with a lot of people that was, and it wasn't even my own, but it's just understanding that you are a soul and you have a body, Yeah. Not that you are a body and you have a soul Yeah. like that. Yeah. It's just understanding, you know, and again, it, it just leads to a very different life when you're in your soul. And a spirit in a human body, like having this experience. You're a spiritual, yes, you are a spiritual being having a physical experience, which is day one of the group. That is just everything is orienting around to like what you actually are. And that's what it is. So, yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's everything. Yeah. So it just, spirituality is just, it is, it's, it's so unique to each individual and bio individual. So it's, it's really something for you to, if it is something that you're curious about, or just kind of, you know, still listening to what does it mean for you? And like, where do you feel connected to yourself or to that energy that feels supportive? Like you mentioned, Lisa, um, being in nature, so many people feel that deep connection when they are in nature or at the beach. Like it's just, let it mean what it means to you and let it also just evolve. It's going to evolve. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. Or you could DM me and, and I, I just like have, I love these conversations. Like, I was going to say, that's really true. If you're, if you're in a place where you're like, I'm interested, I'm curious. I want to like dip one toe in, um, Allison Madolo yoga on Instagram has your back there and all as usual, all of the contact info, et cetera, will be in our show notes. So everyone can find you. Um, so on that note, 
um, just let us know a little bit because I know we have to wrap. We could legitimately continue this conversation for 17 hours, which always happens. Um, so let us know other than the out of the cave and into your power retreat on September 30th to October 2nd, where can we find you? How do we connect with you? You can find me in Lisa's apartment five days out of seven of the week. No, I'm kidding. No, that's probably really taking true. care of Neville. <laughs> like really very, well. um, yes, you can find me, um, on Instagram at Allison Madolo yoga and my website, allisonmadoloyoga.com. You can also find me pretty active inside my membership community. I have a digital space um, where I host monthly intention setting workshops. I teach this, this practice every month and hold space every month to guide you along your journey through all areas of your life. Um, we have got a really beautiful community of uh, lights who just really, I think, come in really skeptical and see what this practice really does and how they can lean on it. And also just how to really simplify your own, your own self-care and, and health in your life in general. Um, I'm all about that. So if that calls to you, I have a monthly membership that you can find on my website. And I also host retreats in San Diego. So I have an upcoming retreat, um, June 25th and 26th as well as October 30th and 31st. And both of those retreats are more restorative yoga, embodiment, self-care, um, energy healing spaces. So it's really, really small, intimate communities and just in a beautiful, beautiful location to really drop in to connect with yourself um, if you just need that space and that time for yourself. So those have been so fun. And if anyone feels called to reach out and inquire about those, you can DM me. We have a few spots left for June and I have not, um, opened the wait list yet for October, but that will be opening soon. So if you are unable to come to the retreat in September with us for Out of the Cave, then maybe um, that might be something that you're available for. Woo! 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 Thank you, Nugget. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Oh. Can't wait to just zest it up again. I can't wait for this retreat. It has Dude. been the energy already. I just, I feel it. It's big and yeah. it's gonna be lit i'm super hype super super hype all right thank you for being here i know we'll see you again soon thank you so much for having me truly i'm so grateful and it is such an honor mm -hmm.